0: Welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast answering questions asked by our listeners, created by pet professionals for pet professionals, and now, your host, Hey Joe's very own, Joe Zuccarello. What's up everyone, Joe Zuccarello here and welcome to Hey Joe, a podcast brought to you by Paragon School of Pet Grooming. Check out our site at paragodpetschool.com for lots of really cool information on a variety of programs, products, and to connect to educational resources such as webinars, podcasts, current events, special news, certifications, and lots of other helpful information to help you grow yourself, your team, and of course your business. Let's get started with this week's episode. Hello, Hey Joe, listener, audience. This is Joe Zuccarello, your host of the Hey Joe podcast. And today I am joined by by somebody that is uh, uh, a guest that I have just been uh, itching to get on to the podcast. Uh, This particular gentleman is uh, if there are people out there that even run toe to toe with Paragon and learntogroomdogs.com and how they view the importance of education and skills development in the pet grooming arena. It is Adu uh, Artero and the team at Artero Grooming Products. And I am thrilled, Adu, that you are joining me today for the podcast. Welcome.
1: Thank you for having me, Joe. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. Adu. you're joining us from where in the world are you joining us from right now during this podcast recording?
1: Well, right now we are, well, I am in, in Spain, in Barcelona. Uh, as you know, I was five years uh, in in United States, and I moved last year again to Barcelona. But right now I am in Barcelona. I can I can move now for the for the COVID uh, again to to United States. So I'm here with with a good fruit as well. But I'm okay.
0: <laughs> Edu, uh, I would I would not do. Uh, uh, I would not do you justice if I tried to introduce you to the Hey Joe listener audience better than you can. So would you mind telling the Hey Joe listener audience a little bit about you uh, and your and, and, and the story of Artero?
1: Well, you know that Artero is a family company uh, that was found, uh, founded uh, in 1909. So it's now 111 years. Wow. Um, uh some years ago well I, it will be complicated to reduce in 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 a few minutes all these uh 100 years no but i will try to do my best and 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 try to to short all the things but as you know a few years ago on uh, 2014 i was in in united states uh to, to start the business there artero usa because we were selling around the world uh, but we had the market there in United States that it was like complicated to, to manage from here. No. For, from, for that reason, we decided to move with my family, with my, my kids, my sons and, and my wife to United States and, and, and start the, the the company there from zero. From and but you know the, the the Artero, the Artero company has a lot, a lot of years of history. And you know that is my my brother and Al, uh, my brother Alex and I we are the fourth generation right now, and we say here in Spain that the first generation built the company, uh, the second generation expanded the company, and grew and grew the company, and um, and the third generation normally is who spent all the money, but. Uh, <laughs> But I, I need to say thank you to my mom and dad that they didn't spend this money and and maybe we will spend that. I don't know. But now we are in the fourth generation and 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 we are very, very proud and uh, to 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 follow with with this history of the company, you no, know, of the artero company. So you know, uh, my grandfather was the, the the first one who started the company, and uh, he was a ship seeder. I, I think that uh, sheep sheep, 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 mm-hmm. no? yes. Mm-hmm. And, and as well, they, he was uh, selling tools for, for, for all these type of business that in this moment was the, like the, the most popular thing, no? And then on 1918, we, we opened, well, they opened the, the first shop in, in Barcelona. And from there we start, uh, everything, no, uh, even. There is like there are important things like in 1935, for example, we start to to import from USA some 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 products to Spain, and but just the next year on 1936 uh, we had the, the Spanish War, and then we had the the European War um, the war. Uh, so this means that from 1936 to 1945. Uh, we had all the borders closed and was difficult to import uh, all the products that they needed for 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 this no for the sheep for for the sheep Shear, and for shearing the, the
0: sheep right
1: yeah correct correct yeah. sorry mm-hmm. for my english joe sure. no no um, it's, it's good thank you and then uh from there they they start to try to make all the tools and everything here in spain and and this is how we start with all this business, no. Is quite far away from the dog grooming, but we start with uh with all that. Um then it was a missing moment because my grandmother uh won the lottery on 1956. Uh it was wow. a lot of money. Yeah, she spent like one one I know, maybe it will be like $1 and she won like 5500 US dollars, no. So for five hundred thousand, an equivalent of five hundred thousand US. Yes, on one on one dollar lottery. (laughs) Exactly. So it was it was a lot a lot a lot of money. No, at this at this moment, this helped a lot to expand the the business. And we moved to a larger store in in the center of Barcelona as well. And and this helped a lot. No, but uh, it was amazing because some years ago uh, they were when it was all the war and everything. They needed to change, um, I, uh, change the, the. For example, if if I sharpen something for you, give me some food, and so how you call bar- bartering? Oh, bartering. Uh,
0: bartering. Yeah. So they they, they bar- the barter okay. system. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right.
1: Exactly. Sorry. This is a complicated. Uh, um, uh, world. No, this is a complicated. Um, uh,
0: a concept. A complicated uh, concept word.
1: Concept. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the, we were working like that no, because which was the only thing that we can do in, in this moment. So they were sharpening for food and, and all that. So it was quite amazing. No? Wow. Then this was like the second generation. And then is when my mom started with the business in uh, on 1965. Um, the shop in this moment was specialized more in barber equipment and as well in kitchenware. And and meanwhile, my my father, he was a concert pianist 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 pianist
0: P- pianist yes, Yeah, wow. exactly. Like
1: okay, uh-huh. so he was in, in another in another type of of business, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but on 1980, when my grandpa wanted to be retired, is when my dad start with with the business with my mom and from there is when my brother and, and I we we began as well with the business in 1990s after the school uh, in the afternoons we we always every afternoon we go to the to the shop and we were there normally i was more in the uh, sharpening things and with the um, production department and my my brother was doing more for example i don't know He was more in the in the shop in the office he liked it more all these things and from there is when we start uh more the the grooming uh the dog grooming uh equipment we saw that uh in spain was the moment that every it was not too many things uh for the dog grooming and we saw that it was like an inch of market mm-hmm. that we needed to be there. And it's when my, uh, my my dad, my mom, me and my brother, we start with all that. No? We began to organize a lot of uh, well, different shows because what we saw is that nobody wanted to teach what they know. Uh, it was just a few teachers uh, there in Spain. And normally they they try to keep in secret all the tricks. Even they put some tapes in the in the in the products that they normally use to don't show to the other groomers what they were mm. using. So
0: so, so, it was so quite they amazing. so they, they wanted to hold all of their uh, what Correct. they felt was their own intellectual property, what their own uh, their own skill set, so that they could have something that other people could not, so that they could stay out ahead of other people instead of sharing that. And you said that they would they would cover the the equipment they would put tape or coverings over the brand so that the other people didn't know maybe what equipment they were using is that right
1: exactly exactly totally totally through and even when they needed to do the the last touch of the dog they put the dog uh in front of them to don't show to the people how they did it how they did it so it was quite secret secret um Things for them, no, they they didn't they didn't want to to show, and then me and my my brother and I we saw okay we need to do something different with that because this is not going to be good for the business if if you don't show to the people how to do it the the this business is not going to grow, and and then is when we start to to begin to the the shows the events and and all that we well, thought that and, was and Arturo- very important.
0: Uh, and Edo Artero was. Think about the innovation that you've just described in your in the company history. All of the different steps you, you, whether it was your your grandfather or your your parents or you and your brother, what you did is you saw a need for something, and you created. At first, you're creating equipment. fill those needs right equipment that that would help people perform those tasks but then to to translate that to education so where you saw not only a need for equipment and things you could produce but also things that you could host so you then started to pull education front and center through your events and now right you've got some of the largest events obviously the year of 2020 has been a challenge for everybody uh, for face-to-face events but but how let's talk about that importance of, of education and how you and your team sees that because obviously again you know I'm all about education that's one reason why this podcast was created was to bring educators and subject matter experts to people that normally wouldn't be able to access that information on their own. And you, you're one of those experts. those subject matter experts. So when you're looking at the importance of education, uh, and, and changing the way that education was provided to professionals, uh, especially in professional dog grooming. When, when how, how do you right now? How do you in today's climate view education as, as far as attending events, whether they are face-to-face, if that's available, or
1: virtual? Well, education is, is everything, I think. Uh, from there, uh, if the level of the grooming is, is high, it means that the industry will begin to produce more products that the groomers need, right? Um, it's like a chain. If there is not demand, the, the, the producers will not produce any type of, of these products. So it's always important. It's it's one step and another step, and all the industry is growing together. No, if the level is 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 going down, then the producers will not produce high quality products. They will not produce uh, all the all the different types of products that that we have right now. No, you know that we uh, in the beginning all the rumors didn't didn't have all these um, possibilities to buy. All the all the different uh, products that they have now uh, in the market, because um, there is a lot of brands, a lot of products. It's, it's it's amazing the opportunity that they have as well now. But another important thing is the, the the groomers now they have the opportunity to learn from all different places. Just going to dog shows, just going to seminars in the in the in the the shows that uh, there are all around the world, uh, as well online, as well personally, personal with a uh, special rumor that they want to learn. So now the opportunities are, are amazing, are amazing, Joe.
0: So it's, it, it, I want to unpack that just for a moment, because that's an interesting angle, Edu, that I, that I've not heard somebody say before, which is, if we're not developing our skills, if the professional groomers are not developing advanced skills, the manufacturers of equipment won't be pushed or compelled to create higher quality products. That is a brilliant perspective that you bring uh, to this conversation. I don't know that I've thought about it that way before.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's. we saw in Spain when it was growing the industry with us as well, like a top producers in Spain um, on maybe it was on 1997 or 95, because we saw that if the groomers uh, didn't need any other things, because it was good to shave the dogs and was fine, why they need the stripping, why uh, stripping knives or why they need the special shampoos or why they need a special dryer. So, so everything was like a, like a chain, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, we, we we saw that because we we had this problem and we needed to change this completely. Otherwise, we'll be like 20 years ago, um, just shaving dogs and nothing else.
0: So, Adu, obviously, the, the choices that, of the products that Artero makes are of, of, of top quality and there's a lot of design and there's a lot of engineering and there's a lot of thought that goes into the products. But because there are lots of different products out there as groomers at, at any different skill level, as they're researching their equipment, what should they think about as they're doing their research?
1: Well, the product choices now are, are amazing. There are uh, uh, different type of products for, for each level No, Doesn't matter if if you are just, you are learning or you are a top groomer, you have different, different possibilities for, for, for each skill. Um, as you know, for example, a long time ago uh, for the stripping knives, they were using uh, 40 blade just the blade or the 40 blades that right. they, they were using uh or the number 10 there they were using this for for strip the, the dog no uh right now they have a special tools that they help uh to to make the, the stripping uh technique um from there uh it's very important as well the for example we will say the, the the shears you know the shears um you see a pair of shears and most of them are similar, but they are not. They, you know that there are some, some shears that they are like ergonomic, this help a lot. Um, the, the position of the of the of the hand of the groomer, because it's important the dog, but as well, it's very important the, the groomer there, they need to be there working for a, for a lot of hours. Um, they need uh, they need the special the special, I will say tables that can help to reduce the problems of the, of the back of mm-hmm. the back. Um, as well you have special clippers. you have a, spe- a lot of different products that, that you can use and, and help yourself and your you can provide a better quality of grooming. So this is it's a good it's a good opportunity for them.
0: So what, if, if, as they're trying to determine what is best for them, what should a groomer ask themselves? What should they say? Uh, wh- how, how should they reach uh, those questions? What should they ask themselves before maybe they even start researching?
1: Okay. First of all, I will say that always it's important to, to listen the market, no, uh, how to, how to grow with the market, what they need exactly because sometimes you, you try to produce something and maybe it's not, what the, the market want, so it's very important to be there in in the in the, in, in the shows, speaking with your clients, um, trying to to know what they need, and from there is when when you can produce the, the, the products. From there, uh, what they need to ask themselves. So I will say that what what type of product uh, can improve the the results? You know? if uh, if the, if this table, or if this clipper. Will will help to do the, the the grooming that I am looking for, or, or as I say before, the shears. These shears will help me to to do this type of of, of grooming because I need just to to do like a tiny uh, tiny grooming and and I and I don't want to to leave marks on the on the on the coat, so I need the special shears. Do you have something for that? And, and then it's 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 a thing that they need to to ask always no um so adu well, let uh, me let
0: me i'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in there for yeah. just a moment I think what okay. so if i'm understanding you correctly, what what you're saying is that when somebody's trying to evaluate, they need to do a self-evaluation. They need to first understand maybe where their current skill level is and to say mm-hmm. what's going to make their current skill level easier. But, it, but to your point earlier in the podcast, what's going to pull them forward in their skills development, what's going to to make their, what's going to enhance their skills, what's going to give them uh, a, a better quality output. But I think I like what you said uh, just a moment ago, which is uh, what type of grooming do you do? And what kind of grooming do you want to do? And I think that's that's very important as people are out there trying to determine what kind of uh, equipment to purchase. So Adu, what questions should they ask the equipment manufacturer or the equipment provider? You know, and, and my mind immediately uh, uh, goes to quality, warranty, performance, uh, guarantees, you know, those types of things. What what should groomers ask the equipment provider the equipment manufacturer
1: um well one of the most important thing is the customer service i think um which are terribly in top customer service no and and begin able to to provide the customer with uh, the top advice on on product use um there are a lot of questions sometimes with the product it's important that uh the customer service knows exactly about the product that is selling uh because this will help a lot uh to recommend the product normally in well in our staff we have a lot of of groomers that is they are working with us because you know joe they 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 speak another language when they 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 are together they're artists
0: absolutely (laughs) yes
1: they are there, and doesn't matter if because sometimes i i try to sell or, or recommend the product blah 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 and all this and i know the product but then it comes one of the rumors that are working with with us and she or he said blah 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 and then okay i get it uh, i i I, I, <laughs> I want one or two or three or whatever i said what oh, i was working with you with these 10 <laughs> minutes and, and maybe you didn't trust me because they, they know how to convinced because they were trying this product and they are sure that this product is is working, no? Um, But as well as manufacturer, what I don't like never is just to to say something bad of another competitor, no? Uh, You need to to trust with your own product and sell this product and never, never, never say bad things of, of competitor because I see sometimes that they compare, they try to compare one product one brand with another brand and they need to do whatever they want to do and you need to do what you want to do no uh that's for me the most important thing and to defend your your own product telling uh using this product you will have these results and i guarantee that
0: well, and, and what's interesting, Adu, is that it's, it's a principle that you could apply to many different parts of a grooming operation. Uh, yeah. Make sure that your customers understand what it is that you can do, and uh, and what your customer service is, and don't say negative things about the people you share your market with. Just okay. just promote yourself and promote what it is that you do well, and hopefully the clients will uh, yeah. will seek that out. Uh, so those are those are great principles. I think that even go beyond. Uh, beyond equipment so when somebody 80 when somebody finds a, a a tool or a piece of equipment that they that they think that they like uh, maybe they purchase it they, they take it they take it home with them to their shop do you have any recommendations on how they should go about getting used to it testing it or maybe they're maybe they're just in a testing phase do you have any recommendations for them
1: well you know before well, when we we when you are in, in a show um, is one of the ways that you can have the opportunity to to show uh, to your clients how to use the product, how it works, uh, and this helps a lot, no? Because they they see the product there in situ and and, and they check and and they feel and everything. Uh, right now uh, with the COVID, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's, it's not possible to go now to the shows. Um, so uh, social media is helping a lot right now, doing that. <clears throat> As well, we right now we, we create a new channel in YouTube, the Arterodog Grooming TV. They show a lot how to use the product and this helps uh, a lot, no? because uh, you can show and, and see and, and demonstrate how, how it works and everything and and doing the videos this the videos is quite important no? as as you do doing in, in um, room how you call it? groom to groom dogs right learn to groom dogs yes uh, learn to, to groom dogs.com right yep. mm-hmm. exactly and and this helps a lot to, to see how it how how the post can use how how you can improve your your skill and, and everything
0: yeah i i think uh what, what you're describing is i think very important being able to uh, being able to actually hold and 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 operate the equipment um, before you purchase is always uh, preferred. But in today's uh, environment, uh, we rely on technology to bring that information to us, and which is sort of the next best thing uh, to actually physically holding uh, the equipment. So. Uh, uh, um uh, uh, congratulations to you for bringing that education to uh to the users out there. so when we talk you know we've've we we've, we've talked a lot and we've we've used the word quality a lot we, in, in our in our conversation uh even before we, we uh, are on this podcast recording uh we, we talked about quality and how important quality is to you does price of a product or price of equipment always dictate quality?
1: Uh, Joe, this is a complicated, it's complicated question. Um, I will say most of the part, yes, of course, Uh, you know, quality, quality product costs money, Um, but it's not, it's not just this, no, as well as a producer, depending on the capacity that you have to produce huge quantities as well, you can reduce the price. So then if you reduce the price, you can offer this product in, in the market with a better um better cost, no? Um, it's important if you have everything automatic. Um, I will say, for example, uh, in the cosmetic we, that we produce, we we are doing everything. Most of the part is all automatic. So this can reduce a lot, a lot the product. But for example, we, we are having some of the ingredients of, of the shampoo, or so whatever we produce, Maybe in Japan or in the United States, depend where is the specialist of this type of ingredient. Um, if there is one in Japan, so we take all these um, main, main how you call it? main ingredient,
0: main ingredients.
1: Right. Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. Main, yes, main main ingredient from there, sure. and then because we are trying to use the, the top quality of let's say aloe vera or whatever we are looking for, no. Um, so this costs costs money. Um, but we, we, we try to reduce the, the, the cost with doing uh, good quantities and, and all that. Uh, what is more important, maybe for the perception of the, the client, they need to check, okay, I paid $100 for that or $10 for that. This makes sense that the quality is, is, is what I expected and maybe it will be the, the best question no, for them if you mm-hmm. spent a, a pair of shears of 200 dollars and then doesn't cut as as you thought i'm sorry but you 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 paid a lot of money for the quality that you were looking for but as well another question that is very important is if you are learning maybe you are in the first uh, year or the first working with of, of grooming do you maybe you don't need a, a pair of shears of 200 us dollars because you will not appreciate um, the quality of this system maybe with uh, 70 dollars per shear you will be fine no but as soon as you are growing with the with with your with your grooming and you need special shears that maybe help with with all that you need to go to to this level but you need to be sure that what you pay is what you you thought that it will make yeah, the the results no?
0: Yeah, so I can I can see why that it's a hard question to answer because quality is is sort of it's like beauty right there's a saying that we have right beauty is in the eye of the beholder well quality is in the is in the is in the is in the ability to perform right any ability to produce so I guess what you're if if I can kind of uh, 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 sum that up is. It depends on where your current level of quality is, so that that's going to be a different definition or a different level than somebody else's level of quality. So to your point, uh, when a groomer is learning their skills, they may not need to spend the two hundred dollars. They may need to spend the seventy dollars on on a on a uh, an entry level because that matches the current quality. Right. Mm -hmm. So they can kind of what we call graduate up, I guess, to better equipment as their quality improves or they, or they want to take the next step up into quality. So I think that's some really sage and and very good advice. Adu, that you give Mm -hmm. them is, is kind of do a self-assessment of where your quality is. For example, I've often said I can go and buy a, a very inexpensive car. It still has a steering wheel and four wheels and and a brake pedal and a gas pedal but as i as i want more and and appreciate more in uh, and it's going to do the same thing for me as a very expensive car it's going to get me from point a to point b but as i start to value more or want more quality i would expect to pay a higher price so what you're saying is yeah i guess i guess price does dictate quality or maybe it's the other way around maybe quality mm dictates price so let's hop back real quick before we wrap up today i do want to hop back to education you said something earlier that 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 i that i, I wanted to come back to and you said education is everything and um it's interesting because that's what we say at paragon uh and, and LearnToGroomDogs.com learn to is education is everything um i have a question for you do, do you ever um When can a groomer or does a groomer ever consider that they've completed their education? Is there is there a finish line for education, in your opinion?
1: Well, for me, the definition will be never, never, never they will finish to to the education. Um, You know, groomers are like artists, they are like like the high dressers. they need to always improve. It's like the doctors or the, the attorneys, they need to be um, always uh, looking what the, what the market needs or what if there is a new style or something to do. Uh, so I will say that never, they always need to learn. Uh, and now they have the, the possibility to learn from around the world, from different people, from online uh, education. From shows, from the dog shows, so they. If somebody say that I know everything, I uh, I will say that she or he is totally uh, wrong with that. No, never, never. Um, the education is finished. Always there is something to learn. Always there is something. Doesn't matter if if he's from a top groomer or if it's maybe from a somebody that is is just starting. Maybe he saw something that. After you 20 years, uh, you never saw. So always you are learning, and always to have the the open, the, the mind open. It helps as well to 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 know more and 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 learn. No? Um, it's, I will say that always, always they need to be there in the market and and staying with the mind open to learn as much as they can
0: well and obviously a paragon school of pet grooming and learn to groom dogs.com that's what we live and breathe by every single day so it's awesome and it's it's just so refreshing uh, Adu from a, from an equipment manufacturer, a high-level equipment manufacturer producer such as you and your team uh, to know that you put such an importance on education as well. So I know that we're all very excited for Artero. You always have such a, a a fantastic booth at the trade shows uh,
1: and,
0: and, and your show that you do, uh, 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 when are you hopeful to get back to doing your big show? Uh, what was it, the name of your show again?
1: Yeah, Artero Jornadas, Artero Jornadas. Yep. Yeah, Artero Jornadas, you know that we started in on 1998 in, in Spain, um, but three years ago, we started as well doing that in, in, in Atlanta, in the United States. And yes, of course we want to do it. Uh, we, we need to check what is happening now with the new regulations and as soon as everything will be fine, we will be there to to try to put Jornada Sartero in again in Atlanta because uh, this show is not just education; it's, it's more than that. is is motivation, is inspiration, is something special. No, you there is a lot of energy there, and, and we always when we do that is is like to recharge your your batteries. <laughs> and the groomers the rumors say that no you 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 charge my, my batteries for all the next year and, and it's it's amazing um, but it's, it's it's amazing because some of these uh, attendees that they were uh, in the in the arena no in in, in the seats just uh, seeing all these top groomers in the in the stage, right now they are there in the states so this makes like I want to be there one day and I will want to teach and and be and so this is like a big, big motivation for all them. And it's and we are very happy if we create this atmosphere. So we want to be there soon.
0: Well, we hope that uh, we hope for uh, the industry's sake that you can be there soon as well with uh, with your big Artero show. So Adu, uh, thank you so much. I know that that the Hajo hey listener audience out there uh, that are, that are listening to this podcast are going to want to go back and listen to it over and over again because you just you you provide such wisdom uh, and such inspiration. I know that uh, if if the Hajo hey listener audience out there, if you have not checked out the products at Artaro, uh, I I strongly recommend uh, that you do. I can tell you that whether it is uh, whether it is a blade, a guard comb, or what, whatever the product is, I can I can I can assure you that there is a great deal of attention and a great deal deal of care and and love that's poured into all of the equipment that they produce. So, Adu, thank you again for being a guest on the Hey Joe podcast, and uh, we wish you and your team the very best.
1: Thank you very much, Joe, for for having for having me, and it was a great uh, great moment to to share some some conversation with you.